Welcome back to the TGI Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and happy Leon Day. Now, I'm sure there might be a few of you asking, what the heck is Leon Day? So for those of you who don't know, it is the halfway point to Christmas, and I tried doing a little research to see when this sort of became a thing, because we all know Christmas in July has always been sort of a thing, even though it doesn't really make sense, given the fact that July makes it five months until Christmas as opposed to here in June being six months to Christmas. So that's basically what Leon Day is. It is a marking of the halfway point to Christmas. It's called Leon Day because Leon is Noel spelled backwards. And that leads us perfectly into this week's bonus episode. So we're going to be covering our second Christmas episode of Home Improvement. And now... On to the show. Today in this special bonus episode, we are covering Twas the Blight Before Christmas from the third season of Home Improvement. It was the 12th episode of that season, and it debuted on February 15th of 1993. Now, since we've covered Home Improvement numerous times already, we've done Halloween, we've done Thanksgiving, we've done Christmas, we did a St. Patrick's Day episode back in March. So, needless to say, if you've been following along with the podcast, you understand what my feelings are for this show. I love it. One of my absolute favorites growing up. And I adore the Christmas episodes. They are some of my absolute favorite. They're so fun. They're so... They just give you those types of Christmas feels, which I guess is a little preview as to how I'm going to... Whether I'm going to give this a thumbs up or a thumbs down this episode. But I I love these episodes. So I had to pull another one out here for a special day here, like Leon Day. This episode is the second Christmas episode of the show. It's one of many very good Christmas episodes, like I said. And if you want another great rundown of all the Christmas episodes, I highly recommend going checking out my friends from Tis the Podcast. Listen to their episodes covering all of the Christmas episodes from all the seasons of Home Improvement. I think they split them up into a couple different podcast episodes. So go back, give them a listen. They are very, very good. As for this episode, we have two overall storylines to this episode. It's really just broken down into two different things. And the brief synopsis that I got of this episode comes from homeimprovement.fandom.com. And it sums it up pretty well saying, quote, Tim tries to beat Doc Johnson in the neighborhood Christmas lighting contest. But Randy is leaking information to Doc's granddaughter. And Brad wants to go skiing with Tom Wheeler's family on Christmas instead of spending it with his own family. So yeah, that basically sums up the two storylines here. It's very specific. It's very... We know that there's going to be a lighting contest situation. That's what Home Improvement built a lot of these Christmas episodes around is the fact that there is a lighting contest. Tim is involved. He goes overboard like crazy. 
And so that's one storyline. And the other storyline is Brad wanting to go skiing with his friends instead of spending time with his own family. Now, as for the episode itself, it opens up. We're on the set of Tool Time. So as we know, a lot of these episodes always start up with Al and Tim on the set of Tool Time. And they're showing off some Binford stocking stuffers. Tim, he first shows off a Binford mini propane torch. And that will come into play a little bit later on in this episode. And then Al, he shows off a digital torque wrench. And then a flexible flashlight. And then you get... The always humorous sort of sight gag that you get with a with a flashlight and somebody who's considered to be a little dim-witted. So Al, he puts the small little flashlight up to Tim's ear and you see the light shining out on the other side. Everybody laughs and I will say it's it's always funny. Those gags always get me. They're always funny. And the segment itself, it caps off. Tim, he's showing off a bench vice. is a perfect stocking stuffer. Now, if you know, a, a bench vice is a big, heavy object. These aren't little mini things that you would put into a stocking. And, Art, and Al argues that. He's like, look, that thing is huge. You can't, what kind of stocking would that fit in? Then Tim, he pulls out a giant stocking, which he then says is one of, mo- one of Al's mom's hunting socks. The whole crowd laughs, blah, blah, blah. And we go into the opening credits. Now, following the opening credits, we find ourselves, we're in the Taylor household. Jill is getting a lot of different things set up. It's Christmas time, obviously. You could feel that in the air in the home. But Jill's helping Mark with his choir gown or robe, whatever you want to call it, for performance he's going to have on Christmas Eve. And Mark, he's not happy about the idea of having to sing in this choir, which, funny enough, it ends up there's only four people in this choir, so I don't know how big this church is, if it's something through school, whatever it is. But Mark's like, look, everybody's going to think I'm a geek, all this jazz. And then Tim, he barges in, and he's all about talking about the, the, the decorating contest with Doc Johnson. And he's going on and on about how he's got to beat Doc Johnson again, and all this stuff, and Mark, he's got a letter N on his robe. And Tim's like, why you got a, a letter N? And then he says that he's going to be the N in Noel on Christmas Eve. So again, this plays into something that's going to happen a little bit later on, and something that leans into this being a perfect Leon Day episode. So Mark, he scampers off, he heads upstairs, wherever, and we learn a little bit more about Tim's feud with Doc Johnson. So it's never been something that was easily brought, it was was never a story that we learned a ton about. We just always knew there was this rivalry between Doc Johnson and Tim the Toolman Taylor, and we learn in this little segment here that this is, that that Tim has lost Doc Johnson nine years in a row. So this is obviously a long-standing thing with Tim, and he wants nothing more than to finally beat Doc Johnson. So I get that. I think they do a nice job of just throwing that little tidbit in there so if you don't really remember much of the first time around that you know he's got this rivalry here with Doc Johnson. It's been going on for almost a decade, and he just wants to beat him and all that. But Tim, he's getting really frustrated because he said it seems like every time he goes to put something new up on the roof, Doc Johnson has just put it up there. 
And then Jill, she's not buying it. She's like, okay, what was it? What did he put up there? And Tim's like, a Santa Claus. And Jill's like, oh, yeah, you know, who would have thought to put a Santa Claus up on the roof? So she's not really believing in the idea or the concept that Doc Johnson somehow is an, an insider learning all these different things about the Taylor's plans to finally win the lighting contest. Now, right at this point, the door opens and Brad, he makes his way inside and he is super excited. He's excited. He's like, hey, I just got invited by Tommy Wheeler's family to go skiing. Tim's like, all right, that's awesome. You know, you got to love skiing, blah, blah, blah. But then we learn that the issue is the trip is going to be over Christmas time. And immediately, Tim and Jill shut that down. They're like, "No, you're not going. You're not missing. You're not missing Christmas. You're just gonna spend Christmas with the family." And Brad's like, "Oh no, it's not a big deal. All my friends are gonna be there. I could even bring your presents with me and open them up there." You know, definitely that young teenager logic. I think he was about a teenager there, maybe a little bit younger. But the logic of, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, just send the presents with me. I'll figure it out." But. I think overall, this opens up a big question to me, and primarily it is, what family would want to bring one of their kids' friends along for Christmas? I mean, unless there's some sort of like circumstance in which the friend doesn't have a good home life or something like that, I understand that 100%. But why would another set of parents try to take a kid away from their own parents' on Christmas. I, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't get that. I don't like that storyline that this other family is like, yeah, Tommy, ask your friend Brad to come along. Who cares? I bet his family would let him go on Christmas. Just seems silly to me. But of course, Brad, he gets very upset that his parents aren't going to let him go. And I'm a hundred percent on Tim and Jill's side here. I would be, there's no chance I'm letting my kid who is still teenager, junior high age, whatever it is, middle school age, that I'm not just letting him go off on his own. You know, if, if he's over 18 or all that stuff, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. And Tim gets into that a little bit later on when he confronts Brad about this at the end, that the time is short, that window is short for him to spend these types of Christmases with his family. So I'm 100% in agreement with Tim and Jill in this situation. Now, we go back outside, and Tim, he's now talking to Wilson. And he's explaining to Wilson again that it seems like every time I go to put something up, Doc Johnson, he's right there. He's one step ahead of me. What's going on? And Wilson, he suggests, well, maybe he has ESP. And Tim then retorts with one of my favorite lines where he says, quote, What does having a cable sports channel have to do with it? Obviously thinking that Wilson meant ESPN and that leads to Wilson explaining that ESP is essentially the belief that someone can read someone else's mind so Tim he's like oh yeah 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 he stops and he says well I hope he can hear this and he gives a super angry look and he's like got these darting eyes towards his neighbor's house and I'm not afraid to admit I used to say this line all the time I said it one time in high school I won't get into the full story of it, but I said it, and I had many, many friends laugh at 
that line that I'd stolen from <laughs> from Tim the Toolman Taylor from 1993. But I just think it's such a funny little bit of acting from Tim Allen in the scene. It's so simple and so subtle, but it's very, very funny. So again, we head back into the Taylor household and Tim, he's now talking to Jill about how frustrated he still is about Doc Johnson getting away with all of this it's every single time Tim's gonna put something up something else goes up he's frustrated Jill's like yeah maybe he's got maybe he's got uh, this house wired and she's pretending that some of the bulbs on the tree are, are spy cameras and all these different things Tim's still frustrated and f- finally now in this moment we find out exactly why Doc Johnson knows what's happening it's because Randy admits that he knows where Doc is getting his info from, and he's getting it from Randy. And it all goes to Randy has sort of a crush on Doc Johnson's granddaughter, and he's been letting it slip to her what his dad's going to put up for the contest. And Randy admits the girl, she's been pushing him for information, he just couldn't resist her. It's a whole little funny little thing then with Tim trying to say, oh, did she do this? And he really exaggerates and bats his eyes and Randy's like no if she would have done that I would have thrown up but it's very funny so now Tim knows where all this information is getting leaked and it's getting leaked because Randy told Doc Johnson's granddaughter and that's basically like that's where this storyline essentially ends there's no more real mentions you know it would have been kind of funny maybe if Tim would have would tell Randy certain things that he was going to do that he didn't end up doing. That would have been a funny uh, funny plot line. Then maybe Doc Johnson's putting random things up on his roof. All that stuff. But still, it's funny that it all came from Randy in the end. Now we fast forward a little bit. Don't know if it's a day or two, a couple days. Whatever it is, but it's now Christmas Eve. And the whole family, they're getting ready to leave for church. And then all the boys that come downstairs, Brad is just dressed in a sweatshirt and jeans while Randy and Mark both have suits and ties on. Tim's got a suit and tie on. Jill's all dressed up. Brad basically says, I'm not going. I'm not going to church because if I can't go skiing, I'm not going to church. And they argue back and forth and Jill's like, just let him let him stay here. And Tim's like, no, don't don't cave in and let him get what he wants but essentially Jill's like I don't want him to ruin our Christmas we're just going to go without him and Brad you stay here next we jump into we're at the church and the family they're talking to the reverend before mass begins and Jill lies and says that Brad's not there because he's sick and he has to stay home and then Tim he starts kind of giving her some grief about lying in church before Al, he takes a back seat behind them. Al wants to know, he's like, hey, where's Brad? And Jill's like, you know, he's home sulking and he's rebelling. And Al's like, oh yeah, I remember the the first Christmas I rebelled. My family, I got so upset because my family got a fake tree that year. And <laughs> I love that that leads to Tim sort of egging him on. He's like, you are a bad, bad Borland. Always makes me laugh. And there's some funny like pew like a, a church pew, pew jokes in there as well that Tim, of course, has to spout off because he, he's a child in this. But it does always make me laugh. But Tim, he notices that Jill 
is continuing continuing to get upset about the idea that Brad's not there, so he excuses himself, says he has to go take a pew and to to go to the restroom, but instead he goes home to get Brad. And it makes me question, is are, do they live within walking distance? Is this just a quick short ride? Because no matter what, if you leave for a long period of time, people are going to be wondering what's going on. But once he makes it at home, you see Brad is basically on his way out the door. He's got a sweater on, he's got all of his skis, and he's like, hey, just, uh, how about you just read the note? He's like, I explained it all in the note. And it just said, went skiing, Brad. <laughs> Which I think is funny. And then this leads to one of my favorite line. Actually, it is my favorite line from the episode. One of my favorite lines from the show. And maybe one of my favorite lines from any sort of Christmas-themed episode. Definitely of anything we've covered so far. And maybe ever. Dad, all I wanted to do was be with my friends. A lot of people I like are going to be down there. Christmas is not about being with people you like. (laughs) It's about being with your family. That line always just really cracks me up. I don't know. It's just kind of the way that Tim explains it. He's so matter of fact and he's trying to say the right things, but he's also saying the wrong things all at the same time. So it just kind of works out. It's very funny, but... Tim, he just basically explains to Brad that it's really important to him and to Jill that he's there for Christmas. Because soon enough, he'll be old enough to move out and be on his own. And he's like, you'll be going off to college or a good trade school and all that stuff. And then Tim, he eventually leaves the house and he makes his way back to church. And while we're at the church, it has clearly been a while. Again, this goes back to, did he drive there? Did he walk there? What's going on? But it's been a while, and they started looking around to where to where Tim went. Al, he said he checked out both the men's and the women's bathroom, and boy was Miss Lindsay surprised when he took a peek inside the women's restroom. But before Tim makes his way back, Mark and the other members of the choir make their way out, and there's just the four of them, but they stand in the wrong order. And it leads us to this great line and an awesome shout-out to Leon Day. Who's Leon? Maybe Leon was born in the manger next door. (laughs) Just then, after that, Mark and the choir, they begin to sing, and Tim, he makes his way back in the church, And, of course, young Bradley is following right behind him. Jill, she starts to cry, and Brad's like, why are you crying? She's like, I'm just so happy right now. Then the lights start to dim a little bit in the church, and the the reverend walks down the aisles, and he's handing out lit candles to everybody in the church. But he looks at Tim, and he says, nope, (laughs) I'm not giving you a candle. And we get the iconic, you know, I don't think so, Tim. And he keeps moving on. But to harken back to the beginning of the episode, Tim, he pulls out that mini propane torch. He lights it up and he uses that as a candle. And then the episode, it's capped off with Tim. Everybody's out outside. He's showing off his lighting display. But then he notices that Brad had put the wrong nose on Blitzen. So he makes his way up on the roof. He undoes the the light bulb it drops Brad's like dad be careful don't put a wet 
light bulb into the outlet. Oh, of course, Tim electrocutes himself. And the show comes to a close. Then we get a little end game there at the end where the cast is up on the roof and they they want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And they start doing a Tim the Toolman style grunting. Oh, oh, oh. To Jingle Bells. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. That's my best. To the Toolman Taylor. And that's how it caps off the end of this episode. And that is the Twas the Blight Before Christmas from the third season of Home Improvement. And as we always do on this, what I'd like to do, I want to determine if an episode should be deemed a classic regarding what time type of episode it is, if it's a certain holiday or a certain type of the year. Of course, this falls into the Christmas category with it being Leon Day. And with this episode, I'm giving it a... You got it, dude! Like so many others, this one was just too easy. I mean, I think you had to have known that there was a high probability that I was giving this a a you got it dude and if i was grading this on a scale i'd probably give it a 10 i love this one it might be my favorite home improvement christmas episode and it's going to be hard for me in the future to ever have real negative comments about any of the home improvement episodes we do especially the very specific halloween thanksgiving and christmas episodes i love them all they always give me the holiday feels this one in particular Perfect for Leon Day, clearly, with the Leon reference directly in the episode. But for being basically the middle of summer right now, being June, this hit the spot. It kind of scratched that itch a little bit for something like that. A little bit of the nostalgia. While I'm definitely not ready for it to be wintertime yet and trying to enjoy the summer, it was a nice little look ahead to what will be going on later this year again. If you need some Christmas feels, this is a great one to watch. Not just now, not just in the summer months, but it is so, so good right in the middle of the Christmas time. So I highly, highly recommend it. And speaking of Christmas, next month we're going to pack it full of some really fun episodes for Christmas in July. Working right now on getting a couple people scheduled and recording some episodes. Have some special guests along the way. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you come back for those. And as always, be sure to leave us a review if you have not. It helps us out so much. Helps us in the search. Helps other people find us. And with us already at the halfway point of this year, that means we're going to be really ramping up with people trying to find this type of comment uh, content in the second half of the year. So super excited about that. Also, if you have left us a review already, contact me. I'll send you a free TGI podcast sticker. I got a bunch here. Would love to send some more out. So again, if you don't know, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Just search TGI Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Yurick. Contact us in any of those platforms, and I'll be able to get a sticker sent out to you. And again, while we've been taking it just an episode a month for the last few months, I am super, super excited for that to change next month with a bunch of really, really fun stuff. So again, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you all very, very soon. The TGI Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Matt Yurick. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Yurick, and be sure to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.